This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, wonderful, hilarious, and live on Twitch co-host, Monica. Yay! Hi, Amanda. Hi, Monica. You're How's also live on Twitch. Oh my god! How did that happen? I think because we're both live on Twitch. Oh, well, that explains a lot. That does explain a lot. (laughs) So it's very, very exciting because this time is our first recording that we immediately also directly stream live to Twitch. It is. It's the very first time we're here. We are talking in your earbuds and we're also talking to your Twitcher. I don't know what I'm talking about, but when do I ever? Toss a coin to your Twitcher. Exactly what I was starting (laughs) in my head there. I was like, yeah. So how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm showered. I'm fresh. That's usually not happening on podcast days, but that's what I did for you all today. Uh That's true. You should see what I have to put up with normally. Jesus. I mean, well, Well. probably not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) That was a nice visual that you've given everyone. At least you get to see her nice and clean today. Yes, and I mean, I'm mostly wearing clothes and stuff. And fortunately, we don't have smelling smelling TV yet, smelling in your ears, whatever. Never but mind. Let's move on. Moving <laughs> on. What have you been up to? <laughs> I have created a separate life besides my own. That's really all I've done in the last couple of weeks besides trying not to die from too much work. But let's yeah i've spent my life on my very own island with a lot of cute animals a few of them with which i want to get rid of but like most of them are really nice and happy and nice to me all the time well that's good i just got my my first um islander who i didn't really want to invite to the island and it was like the first one that you had to invite the one that was in your campsite oh no and i was like you're kind of a dick i don't want you (laughs) on my island and here he is There are a few ways out of this. Patience or amiibo cards. Cool. Though amiibo cards are ridiculously expensive because every person on the planet is buying them like shit right now. It's fine. Maybe maybe O'Hare will become less of a pool jerk and he'll just end up being cool. I don't know. I got myself one. He's so cute. Aww. Bruce. But he's a cranky one, apparently, and I didn't realize that when I got it because I was like, he's so cute, I must have him. Anyway, (laughs) what have you been doing besides Animal Crossing? I've been celebrating my birthday by getting drunk and playing games with people in Dragon Part Studio. Woo, woo, woo. That was amazing. And other than that, I tried, I started to play The Witcher 3 uh on ps4 and i like was all i'm gonna bring the ps4 downstairs and put it on 
the TV and by me, I mean like Tom's doing this. And I was just like, yeah, Tom, good job. Thanks. Except that there's some problem with the way that they, it's like a known problem. And the text on the game is like eye strainingly small, even when it's on the large setting and it's like, Oh, what does this say? <laughs> so now I'm like, do I buy it on the PC? And like, I'm this close to buying it on the PC. Just, um, I mean, so if it had more Henry Cavill butts, then you probably will. But I mean, that I, was after. Oh, that I was mean, before. So it, yeah, I I super wish that that was happening. Um, they could do a remake. Oh my gosh! And just it. Yeah. It be, I don't know if I could play oh, it. I'd be, I'd be too distracted. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. So, what are we doing today besides live streaming on Twitch? We're playing a game. We're playing a game because what else can you do on Twitch besides playing a game? Well, talk shows and podcasts. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) But we're playing a game that actually won. I'm sorry, I just need to interrupt this chat for one second to tell you that Tom just told us that there is a Henry Cavill mod for The Witcher 3. Um, (laughs) Okay, that's that's what his job is the next couple of, what, weeks? (laughs) Absolutely freaking sold. Um, Amanda is getting The Witcher 3 on PC and getting that mod. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And back to the topic of the day, um, we're playing a game that one of my clients sent me for Christmas, and it's called Ask Deep Questions. It was developed and written by a Canadian dude um, from Vancouver, I believe, and my client posted it out to me last Christmas. So the way that the game works is you have three categories of questions. Curious, brave, and vulnerable. And you can find this game at askdeepquestions.com, and that is actually the name of the game. So what Monica and I are doing is we're going to take some turns Pulling a question from one of these categories. Well, Monica's actually not going to be pulling. I mean, I can pretend to pull, right? Totally pretend, yeah. Um, And we're going to read them. And we're going to answer them in as geeky and feminist a way as possible. And where we can't, we're just going to be, like, vulnerably honest. Can I just please add the pun that I am exploding to say when he's when you said he sent it to me last Christmas and I had I wanted to add. So he didn't give you his heart. So now I did that. So now we can continue. Okay. Sorry. I didn't even <laughs> understand a word that you just said. I was like, I don't know. Whatever. Frasley's going to get me, I think. <laughs> I, okay. I hope so because it just that just went like right over my head. What ifs? And we're going to start off nice and easy with a curious question. Cool. What is something you've always wanted to learn? What is something that I've always wanted to learn? I really always wanted to learn to navigate properly in a shooter game with the 3D controller stick and to aim because I can't and I think I'm too old to learn it now, which I honestly don't believe is a thing to be too old to learn something, but I've never done it in my life. So, and I had, I don't think I have the proper orientation. Okay. I feel what you're saying a lot. And I have to tell you about the first time that I ever played Call of Duty um, it's also probably the only time I ever play Call of Duty because of what happened. Um, I picked up the controller. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go kill shit. And I was like, woo. And all of a sudden, like, all I could do was shoot my gun in the air. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't matter what I did, how I did it, what I did with my, like, 
joysticks or anything. It was just like shooting down helicopters, except like what the little like pistol going to do to a helicopter? <laughs> Absolutely fucking nothing. So, um, but so I, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, this problem problem already starts with basically every game that I have to go through DS. I already had issues when I played the Nintendo Mario 64 thing where the first analog stick was in, introduced. So I still I still have issues with that. But yeah, definitely most most uh, with the shooter games because zero aim and zero nothing and nothing and happening. Yeah, I. I have a problem with first-person shooters because um, on like a really big screen, I feel quite motion sickness with it. Um, True. But I found Destiny 2 is 10 out of 10. It's an enjoyable first way. It's the first like first-person shooter game that I've actually enjoyed and managed to kill shit. So if that's that's my I advice for wanting to learn. I can ask the weirdo to set this up for me, but he's probably gonna. But I don't have time now. I have an island to maintain. That's true. <laughs> That's true, but you don't have to be on the island like all day, every day. Well, I don't, I don't see. What, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now, okay, let's ask me a question. If you met your ten-year-old self today, what would you? What would they tell you? Maybe you can Ooh. read that again. <laughs> okay. No, that if you met your ten-year-old self today, what would they tell you? I think my ten-year-old self would tell me to have more fun and. Let's That's see, where, a deep, where was good I? question. Where was I in when I was 10? So I was 96. So I just moved to Pennsylvania. Um, get a bird, have more fun, and go outside every day. Get a bird? <laughs> yeah, I, my my bird. I had a bird. He was uh, Budgie, and he was called Doc, and he was um, blue. And he was my best friend. I, we had just moved countries. I uh, just moved to Pennsylvania. And literally, like, that bird was my only friend. Oh. And... <laughs> Uh, we would like watch TV together. Like literally, Aww. he would sit on the floor in front of me. He was never in his cage when I was home. Um, and we would watch so TV he was together. Pooping and... all over your place. No, he only pooped in his cage. Right. Anyway, <laughs> that's anyway, that's exactly what my ten-year-old self would say: get a bird, go outside, and have lots of fun. Oh, nice! I like that. Yeah, I like the get a bird part. I mean, I mean, and the rest obviously as well. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't get a bird now, though, because I, f- I think it's quite cool, cruel to keep a bird in a cage. Yeah. But 10-year-old Amanda would be like, hell yeah, get a bird. Everyone should get a bird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Unless you get pigeons on your balcony, then they poop all over the place. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh. recommend that. No. 10 out of 10 cannot recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right, so we're warmed up with a curious question. Are we moving on to brave or are we stick with curious? What do you think? What do you want to do? We can still like pull another curious and then we move on. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I was born ready. Ooh. When have you felt one of the biggest adrenaline rushes in your life? Huh. Biggest adrenaline rushes. I mean, I always wanted to to bungee jump, but I never did that. So I can't even give that as an Mm. answer. I'm probably going to say something really stupid right now. And then two minutes later or 15 minutes later, I'm going to think of something way better and be super disappointed that I didn't say that. I mean, I have my two seconds of when I feel like a superhero. I book that in as an adrenaline rush. And that is really... (laughs) 
That is such a pathetic answer. Um, when I have a bug on a website that I'm creating and I'm fixing it, then I'm feeling good. Then, then I feel like a five second of adrenaline rush where I'm like, I'm going to conquer this world. I am the absolute <laughs> fucking best. <laughs> that lasts for like five seconds and then it's over. But it has been great the five seconds that it happened. That's pretty cool. Pathetic answer probably to everybody it's else. It's a geeky answer. Right? Yeah, like it is it. a geeky answer. It's a super geeky answer. Like... Yeah. Super creepy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Still disappointed with my answer, but let's let's carry on. Let me <laughs> read you a question. If you could be if you could be another gender for a day, how would you spend it? Wow. Obviously, the first thing that I would do is all I can picture is Jumanji, like the welcome to the jungle Jumanji with the rock and the 16-year-old girl is now in Jack's bo- Jack Black's body. <laughs> and he's like, how do I pee with this thing? And, like, needs to get, like, a lesson on how to pee. And that's, that's like, literally all I can think about right now. Um, I would probably also totally use my penis as a helicopter. Um, like, just... With just your hips I, or with the hand? Yeah. Oh. Or will you just be, like, shaking, shaking? Or will you be... It? Or both. Like, I try, try how both works. And then, I like, I bite down and... <laughs> around with my hands so like that's number one like learn to pee yeah helicopter I definitely have sex and um (laughs) well I mean after those very important things I would probably like go out and like buy a uh, real men are feminist t-shirt or something and like just walk around uh being a badass feminist and like punching people who are being jerks that's very that's a very toxic masculine answer to your problems then. <laughs> I want to punch people in the face. If, if you're not a feminist, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I like it. I like that. I approve. <laughs> it's interesting how the first thing I that's always also something I would think about. I really want to try how to pee. Just like just like not having to get undressed for the small job just go out go have a wee and go back and go your merry way that's just very convenient just out of pure comfort that's why i want to try that i totally agree with you yeah i mean it's clearly the most important thing that i would want to know (laughs) i understand (laughs) cool cool are you ready to brave it up i am ready to brave it up oh can you even read this (laughs) Can I read this? I can read this. So far away with the thing. (laughs) No, I just, I read it and I was like, oh, this is actually one of the examples that we used earlier today. (laughs) So maybe you've been thinking about your answer. Probably not. What is one experience that changed your life? (sighs) One experience that changed my life. I obviously didn't think of that before because I wouldn't have remembered it. Even though you, we read about this like two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you say that again? <laughs> what is one experience that changed your life? One experience that changed my life. I mean, my choice of sticking to computers when everybody else was going out turned out to at least, well, change and affect my life in very, very, in various ways, which I think wouldn't be what it is now if I hadn't done that. So the depressed little 15, 14, 15 year old Moni at home where 
nobody likes her. Well, that wasn't even the case, but no boy liked her, so that was really sad. So she she turned to computers and did everything with them and got herself a boyfriend and got herself the bestest of freaking friends. So that was really that was really life changing for me. Like and still now, I mean, Manu obviously we just had contact briefly, but even before that, I met Anna and Lars, who I met on the Harry Potter um, forum. And if I hadn't done all of that, if I hadn't dived into my geekiness when I was in that place, then I wouldn't know the people I know now. Which is really, yeah, this is life computers. Yes, go computers. I like that. That's yeah. nice. And I wouldn't know you, and I wouldn't know Tom, and where would I even be now? Nobody freaking knows. Maybe on a mountain or something, being fit as fuck, but that's probably not going to happen. But yeah, something like that. <laughs> you'd be a milkmaid. Milkmaid? I'm not in Holland. You'd, you'd become obsessed with the sound of music, and you'd be offering that's sound not, of music to us. That's not that happening. What happens this is not are. happening because Absolutely. Austrians do not know the sound of music. Like the majority Unless- of us has not seen it. <laughs> I'm just telling you this. Sorry to break it to you. I refuse to believe this. I went on a sound of music tour. I yes, refuse I know to believe that everybody doesn't be- do- doesn't do this. <sighs> you have no idea what's going on in life. We're not jumping around fountains and singing Edelweiss or whatever she's singing there. Or the hills are enough. Yeah, what ifs. That's not happening. I did that when I was in Austria. Schnitzel and dumplings is all I'm saying. I also had schnitzel. If you could relive a single moment of your life, which one would you pick? Ooh, good question. If I could relive a single moment of my life, what would I pick? Hmm. Elevator music. That time that I held Maisie Williams' hand. I'm unsatisfied with this answer. No, that was a really shit answer. It was um, a really shit answer. You wouldn't want to do that again. Answer. No, I wouldn't. That was Let's really Let's pull awkward. another question. That was okay. a sh- shit answer. That was the shittest. Okay, yes. here. Okay. What is your relationship with your closest friend or sibling like? Oh, wow. Um, You're looking at it right now. Uh, <laughs> we have a podcast together. Um, <laughs> we're, we're kind of geeky idiots. Um, Aww. Yeah, this is my closest friend across the screen from me. Oh, I need a tissue now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Thank you so much. Um, but what's my relationship like with her? We fight all the time. Yeah. Um, Man. It's like behind if the we scenes you have no idea. Cats and dogs, like we'd be throwing them at each other and hitting us each other with like turnips. <laughs> I'm not hitting you with my turnips. They're worth big, big dollar I know bells. They're worth bucks deluxe. <laughs> dollar, dollar bells, y'all. Y'all, y'all. Anyways, that's probably my answer for that. Yeah, because you're pretty much my closest friend. So I love oh. you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. That was that was a nice nice and I like that uh, question. That was way better than the first one. Yeah, just because you didn't want to answer it properly. I just I didn't know what to answer it. Like yeah, I, I, I noticed. Totally we all I was like, know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Let's go on. Okay. Another brave one. Yeah. Cool. What is one moment when you felt you were transitioning from a child to an adult? 
I mean, I have two answers to this question. One is deep as fuck and one is ridiculous. So I'm going to give you both. I'm going to start out with the deep as fuck one because then we can move on to funnier grounds. Okay. So when my mom died, that definitely was a turning point in, in my path in life. Wow, I'm smiling in my face, but that's not really. That's just how I'm coping, y'all. So yeah, that's life-changing. Don't want to wish it on anyone. Happens to everyone eventually, but it's weird as fuck. And second of all, a second answer to the same question. I don't really think I've grown up at all. Like when I just had a talk with, with a friend of ours today and they were talking about my cousin and I'm like, yeah, she already has a kid. These are, she's like 20 something. And that totally doesn't work in my brain that it's actually normal to have kids when you're 20 something or something. So, oh, thank you for all the love. Um, so yeah, that's just me being all forever 18. <laughs> yeah. Um, just big love for the first answer. And I totally Thanks. feel you on your second answer. Yeah. What even is adult? <laughs> How does it work? It's hard. <laughs> it's super hard. <laughs> That's why, like, I think it's better when you don't have to ever grow up. Yeah. I think us geeks here in this realm, I think it's a benefit that we have that we always keep some kind of playfulness with us. Yeah. Like... Other people say, yeah, that's only something that you do as a child, but it isn't really. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I can't see a moment in my life happening now where I'm all like suddenly, I feel I've been through the shits. So like, what, what else will life throw at me to me suddenly be all, I'm going to get rid of my Harry Potter tattoo. I'm going to throw away all my games. I'm going to throw away all my young adult books. And I'm going to suddenly only read Dostoevsky and Nietzsche or something. Is that what the definition of adulthood is? I don't know. I just like <laughs> and Nietzsche because I'm like I'm just like uh, I read Nietzsche in like grade twelve. Yeah, whatever, man. It was so maybe you're an adult since you're twelve. No, definitely not. You're not doing definitely that. Not. No, it was for a philosophy class. I I was writing uh, uh, my big end of year project on nihilism. Mm. So yeah, when should you quit? <sighs> When the gamer rage hits you so hard that you're going to throw your controller across the room. I mean... When you have lost three games of Hearthstone in a row. <laughs> and when whatever you're doing is destroying your soul so much that you literally can't do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think... I don't... I don't... I th what am I even going to say? I don't think... Stopping when you throw the controller is something necessary. <laughs> okay, like only when you throw it so hard that it like breaks something. Like if it's just like oh, I fuck this, so. and then like if you pick it up again. Um... My nephew, bless his heart, is always killing his controllers when he's playing FIFA. Reckon how that hap that's happening. But yeah, he has some anger management issue, but uh, issues. But I totally understand him. And the last time I told him, I was like, yeah, that's happening. It's happened to all of us. He's like, oh, someone adult. There it goes. Who understands why this is happening? I'm like, yeah, sure. We've been through it all. Like the anger with gaming and all that jazz. Pfft, it's understandable. Yeah, maybe you should quit then. Maybe you should. Maybe. Maybe. But definitely, like, that that tip about losing three games of Hearthstone in a row, like, that's legit. Because after that point, Tom and I were talking about this yesterday, after that point, you're not going to be making sound decisions. Um, you're just going to be like, fucking, <laughs> fucking winning. 
team. Just go down your card and just fucking win. And you never win when you get angry because you're not making the right decisions. I understand. <laughs> yeah. So, true facts. And yes, so hashtag facts. Um, yeah, and the soul crushing, I feel you on that. Yeah. Been there. Don't want to do it again. And I mean, probably before that moment as well. Because sticking with something way too long is just... Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Super true. Life super is true. too fucking short. Cool. Agreed. Cool. So are we going to yes. get vulnerable now? Let's get vulnerable. Ooh. What is the thing you worry about the most? <sighs> What is the thing I worry about the most? Where to find the best turnip prices? Well, I don't really worry about that. I know where I can get great turnip prices. So, so if I don't get them tomorrow morning, then I get them somewhere else. <laughs> so I'm very practical about this. It's fair. What do I worry about the most? Hmm. I mean, do I, am I a warrior? I'm a warrior, but am I a worrier? <laughs> I don't hmm. know if I'm a warrior. I mean, things that concern me or that, that the question that I ask myself sometimes is if there is ever a moment when you feel truly happy, because I do have problems with, with that somehow. So I think it's that's a concern of mine that sometimes that kind of life is always going to be difficult and and that's all it is. But I, I know that I need to stand, that, that I need to change my, my, my view on that. So I guess... I know that it's that it's up to me to do this, um, but that's just something that comes up occasionally. Wow, look how deep we're going. <laughs> no, super vulnerable. Yeah, but I, I don't really worry about death because pff, happens. Been there, done that. I mean, I haven't been dead. Not, not personally. I haven't been there, but yeah. So that bulletproofs you somehow for whatever comes after. Um, so I don't worry too much about that. I also don't worry about money because it's gonna come. If <laughs> it's gonna come, it's gonna, it's gonna be there eventually. So, so that's that. But I know I'm very aware that I'm talking out of 100% privilege there. So that's something that not everybody can do. Mm. Like be be not worrying not worrying about money. But yeah, other than that, yeah, that's really it. Good answer. Show me your question. Oh, yes, ma'am. Who taught you how to love? My parents. Mm. My my mom and my dad are pretty good role models when it comes to the whole love thing. They love me a lot and they I, I always think that like I feel like I've I've got that extra special little bit of love because I'm adopted. And so I feel like they had to love me that much more because they, they had to pay for me. Um, so <laughs> they had to pay for me. <laughs> they had to pay for me, you know, like it's not just you get you get pregnant and you have a baby, like no way. They had to like fork out their hard-earned yeah. cash in order to have this child in their life. Yeah. So they showed me lots of love growing up and they've also taught me how to be in a really healthy relationship with each other, like like with a partner. Mm -hmm. Not with you. Yeah. Because like Yeah, they've shown me what true respect is and like how to love somebody even when they drive you crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's uh, that's my like honest answer. Maybe my geeky answer. I could be like, um, obviously Mario and Peach, um, because Mario is always chasing after his love and trying to rescue her. 
Is I that really like, a feminist approach that we like? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it was like the only geeky. Is there other another think. geeky couple that we know of? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just Hermione as an add-on to your to your experience, I think that is also the reason why nobody can ever truly, with one hundred percent certainty, say that gay parents are not good parents for kids because they definitely chose to have these children. Whereas getting pregnant is not really something that you can that you have to be proud of, I guess. <laughs> so that happens in nature all the freaking time. People, some people get pregnant all the time, so you don't have to pat yourself on the back for that. But like LGBTQ people or everybody who is who adopts a child, that's work, that's patient, that's money, that's all the effort that you have to put to into it to get a child besides Willy in and Willy out, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for that visual, Monica. Super, no super awesome of you. Love it. Love. What is something you're struggling with in your relationships? Boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have to think long with that. Nope. <laughs> it's so funny. It's even, it's like, it's so true. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm getting really better at this. I'm not at all good at this, but I'm getting better at it. Yep. People yep. have your boundaries with everyone because I heard something really great the other day, but I obviously forgot it again course yeah i can't repeat it now it is boundaries on my side or boundaries of people who interact with you i don't understand the question but i'm just going to elaborate on the boundaries thing um just in case that then answers your questions i am very bad at having my own boundaries so people constantly cross my boundaries uh which then leaves me at the very end of the day sometimes very depleted of my own energy there is nothing left to myself because i haven't put people in their place basically it's not always the fault of other people that they cross my boundaries but some people just are not aware that this is a step too far and because i am not giving them boundaries that's basically all that they're doing, taking and 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 asking more of me. It's come. It's happening to me in work when I do work after a time that I shouldn't do it. It's w happening to me with friends where I give more than I should be giving, um, or more that's okay in a friendship, or more that's not even that. It's just too much. If I think, if I would listen to myself, though, I do things that I not always want to do, which is basically. Yeah, crossing my boundary and I, me not keeping them um, where they should be for me to stay healthy and for me to keep my own bubble. Um, so where I'm safe, um, yeah. So that is why I'm, I'm saying I have issues with boundaries with basically everyone. <laughs> But I'm working on that and I've gotten better with time and sometimes it's better and sometimes it's worse. But yeah, yeah, it's learning to say no is definitely something that is important for oneself and it's not saying that you don't want to help someone else or it's not it doesn't mean that you don't like someone else it just means that you put yourself first by saying no and i think that's just really important and that is not a crime definitely not a crime so yeah, yeah. thanks dude that was that was very open and vulnerable that's a vulnerable question yeah it was a very vulnerable question how do you fix a broken heart huh 
how do you fix a broken heart? Um, good question. With time alone, time with ice cream and cookie dough. <laughs> uh, time appreciated. It's, yeah, you got you've got to get that step first, like for sure. And time when you're just like reflecting and then spending time with friends. Um, I think friends are super important in the healing process and journaling a lot and listening to sad music and then angry music and then happy music in so, that order. Cause you're going to get all depressed. Like, Oh, I missed them. And then you're like, Oh, fuck them. And then you're like, yay, I'm okay. Steps of, of re- what is this called? Grief. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, no, for sure. It is grief. Um, Yeah, so I think that's how you fix a broken heart. At least for me, in my experience, the cookie dough is essential. I understand. Yeah. I mean, dancing falls in there too. Sometime along the process, I guess. Mm -hmm. Not with. I don't know. I would be dancing right after it. No, I have a broken heart. I am so sad. The the dancing definitely comes probably towards the end of the angry music stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, broken hearts, man. Mm-hmm. So, that's that. Believe it or not, we've been recording for about 50 minutes, which is pretty long for us. 42, it says on my end. Should we do one other round? One other round. I feel so one... sad to leave now somehow. Okay. This is a nice one. Monica, what do you value most in a friendship? What do I value most in a friendship? I don't. I can't even say shared interests because I don't have shared interests with all my friends. I do value honesty and mutual respect. That seems like such a lame answer, but a very important one. Super um, important. I do value when I feel like I can be just totally myself. Like, I don't have to pretend that I like something. I don't have to pretend that I do something. What I appreciate if people understand that whenever I'm rough with them, that doesn't mean that I don't like them. That's just me being me and being a bit hard on the edges. Um, but I'm speaking from love. Yeah, uh, when you're an asshole to somebody, it usually means you love them. Yeah, that's really, I mean, that's also a, probably an issue with my love language. But when I call you an idiot, that basically means you made it. <laughs> For sure. Agreed. Uh, yeah. I'm very, I'm not a words of affirmation person, so I can't tell you, like, Call, t- telling you I love you is already like way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, but it's really like honesty and, and mutual respect. And also if they, if people don't use me for like, use me for their own good, basically, like, because I can't, I, I, I think I give a lot in friendships in general. And when I feel that it's de- exploited, then that makes me really pissy. And then, yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that because you are such a generous person. And I'm saying that as a friend, like as, as what was it? Yeah. in a friendship. My My question, the relationship with the closest friend, Mm -hmm. you're very generous, you're very open and you're very giving. And I like to the point that I'm like, well, dude, you, what, why did you just buy me that? Or (laughs) et cetera, et cetera, something, something, um, and so I think when people take advantage of you, they're just not worth your time. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think it's 
often because of a lack of boundaries that the people themselves have. And I, and I tend to notice, like, I do have some friends where I then feel that I've done a lot for you in the car. So, so I reach a point where, where then I start to get really annoyed, right? So, so I've done a lot. And then there is this threshold that is crossed where I'm like, seriously, I'm definitely not going to do that now because resistance is my only way of living. Um, so that is why, why I do have that trigger in me where I, where I know that now this is too much, but I also know that I'm already someone who has been giving a lot already. So like when you then stand cross this one step, like just jump over this one line, then I'm like, fuck you sideways, fucker. Anyway, <laughs> I agree with everything you yeah. just said. Show me your question. What is one thing people assume about you? Is it true? Ooh. Interesting. Interesting question. Um, I don't know. Do people think, do people assume that I am the coolest, most awesome and best person ever? Because that's totally true. <laughs> um, do people, I, I, I've actually had a couple people tell me that they were scared of me, um, that I intimidated them and that they didn't actually ever want to talk to me because I was like intimidating to them and they didn't know how to start a question, uh, start like a conversation with me. And I was like, the fuck? because <laughs> um, I don't see that uh, to be fair it hasn't happened in a while um, but I guess like I've had more than one person tell me that I'm intimidating um, and I would say that that's probably not true um, I am the coolest most awesome and best person ever and maybe <laughs> that's intimidating like when you're this awesome like it's scary to be in the presence of someone as awesome as me that is very true. The only interaction that I re like from the first time we met in real life, <laughs> you all met, almost bit our heads off, but that was due to being very, very hangry. <laughs> oh, I was. I was um, <laughs> and then I asked, like, I think one question too many, and then I think I almost died. But then I didn't, and it worked out great, and everything was great. But I was like, ooh. <laughs> I that, yeah that's true we were in budapest and um i was very hungry and we were like with a friend and she was like yeah this restaurant it's good they've got great vegan options and i was like cool yeah let's go for vegan options um and everybody was able to get like burgers and veggie burgers and chicken and steak and big thick like beef burgers and you know what the vegetarian the vegan option was a bowl of porridge and not like a big <laughs> bowl of porridge no it was the tiniest fucking bowl of porridge in my entire life and i was like okay so yes um this is the smallest bowl of porridge and i was so hungry I'm so hungry. <laughs> to be fair, the, the the explosion already happened before the oatmeal because you and everybody else was walking from the fast furthest. You were so far away outside of the city. You had no access to food and money, so you couldn't get anything on the way there. You walked on foot into the city you had no food and then i was asking but why have you been have you had nothing for me and i think i asked it two or three times and that just that, that blew your head off right there because like i really like to walk <laughs> i don't even remember saying that like the hangry took over oh, yeah. like, it, was just, it was it was a massive explosion but in general you don't have to be scared of a man <laughs> No. no oh that was so in hindsight it was really funny 
<laughs> something we can look back on and be like, hey, remember that time you got so hangry that you intimidated all I mean, of Budapest? Let's be honest. Hanger is a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Super, super. Yeah, just make sure that there is food in my belly and that it doesn't come in the form of a tiny, tiny bowl of porridge. Yeah, especially when it's urgent. You don't want porridge when it's urgent. No. <laughs> no. No. Cool. <sighs> cool, cool, cool. That was enjoyable. That was a lot of fun. I mean, so, I could uh, still continue answering questions. It was so good. We should do that more often. I'm just answering. This could totally questions. be our key caring yeah. and chill episode as we just like work we, our way Let's through do that. Questions. And suddenly oh. we have a new format. Um, so listeners, if you want to do this live and like hang out with us live and chat with us while we're doing this, totally give us a follow on twitch.tv forward slash key caring. <laughs> and then you can be there live while we are being idiots. idiots. Yep. I mean, when are we not? But yeah, what you said. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so that's it for this week of Geek Caring and Chill, getting cheesy with it. So glad I don't need to think of a new title because like that one's awesome. Perfect. And we will see you again next week for another awesome episode of Geek Caring. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.